company called Full Moon Seed Co. I mean, I guess it's a company. It's starting. It's getting there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, one man band at the at the moment, but the dream is the dream is a company. Yeah. Everything starts somewhere. Like a seed. Yeah. I was exactly where I was going to go with that. Uh, I recently saw a quote that said uh or it's a book title, actually. It's a book that I need to order ASAP, because I love books. It's called Grow Where You're Planted. 
and I just went, oh my, like the, the title alone impacted me on the spot in a way that I was like, wow, I just, I don't even care what the context of the book is. I need it. I'm going to read it. Cause I, I know the context is going to be meaningful with the title. So heck yeah. I've never when seen they... a book title that quite was, you know what I mean? I'm just like, whoa. I was like, yeah. yes, that's what I'm aiming for in life is to grow where I'm planted. So heck yeah. It. And you're currently planted in um, Maine, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but like near the ocean, right? Sort of. Uh, Do I remember that correctly? I'm right on Ish. the coast, yeah. And yeah. So not like like some of the the nicer parts, uh, arguably, like compared to like some of the more like winter casted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. It's. All... it's... I'm I'm in a weird town that uh we actually used to have a power plant here that Ooh. generated like a lot of money and stuff and it shut down cuz it was nuclear. So I don't like I've we're kind of like we're coming back out of like a low point I'd say. So I mean nice nice area that went through a little bit of a downfall and yeah. is now finally like rebuilding and stuff. So Cool. Yeah, it's still a nice area, but <laughs> Yeah. We hit a little rough patch. Yeah. I spent 10 years in uh, Massachusetts, and I never made it to Maine. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's extremely beautiful up here, and there's a lot of nice spots, but as far as my town, I struggle to... (laughs) I'm critical. I'm critical. Like, we've been doing a little better. We're getting back to where we used to be, so... Yeah. Yeah. It happens, especially... With something like that, but, you know, changes the place, so. <laughs> I don't remember how young I was, necessarily, so it, you know, it, it was yeah. one of those things that I didn't understand, obviously, and then I got right. older and kept hearing it mentioned of, like, yeah, well, it really affected us when the power plant shut down, it really affected, and then, you know, you get older and older, and wisdom comes through, and you do realize how the world works in some ways, and you go, oh, yeah, yeah. there was a definite shift in my childhood, where people went from, we grew up in, like, very very happy area and then all of a sudden like we have a 35 to 38 percent poverty rate wow which is yeah i didn't know that piece of information until literally a year ago i was literally sitting here one day just kind of scratching my head going like what's what's going on around here and i just started kind of looking around and for some reason i ended up googling like our population and then our poverty rate was right there and i was like wait a second i was like that's actually like staggeringly high and so, you know, information like that as well pieces everything together. You go, wow, all right. I didn't realize the actual effect of anything, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah. No, I um, I dated somebody that grew up in a, in Afghanistan. And uh, he, you know, so there was, like, bombs going off and shit. And he's just like, you know what we did? We played in the rubble. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. I can't but, relate. That's that's a far stretch for me to relate there. But. Right. But it's just like, you know, we don't really, when we're growing up, we definitely don't see it. It's just, that's no. what you know. No, you're still um, a kid at the playground. On, you yeah. know, you're going to school, you're hanging out with friends, you're still getting yeah. free food. You don't have to worry about a damn thing. Right. So. Yeah, you don't have to worry about where your clothes come from. You don't have to worry about where your food or electricity, for that matter. Tax and, dollars that fix your roads. Yeah. All that stuff. So it's just, ugh. but now as a parent, like I worry about everything, and then yeah, something. and then things that aren't ever gonna happen. Like so, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So one thing I'm extremely thankful for, in my own right, is not having kids in today's world. It is so stressful. 
looking around yeah. at my parent, like my friends that are parents. I'm, I I lose a lot of sleep worrying about them. So I can only imagine if I had my own. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's also like, you just kind of have to like, kind of just push forward. Like, you know, yeah. it's just, if I, if I keep worrying too much, then that's just the only thing I think about. And, but yeah, so, you know, and then at, at the worst of times, it's kind of like, you just have to walk through it and like, all right, well, what if that did happen? And then, you know, that sometimes kind of helps. Cause it's like, oh, okay. I can, you know, kind of wrap my brain around it, so to speak. So. I think we all suffer from that American, like, we've had it so good for so long that, you know what I mean? We yeah. we really do take, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking, like, too openly for, like, everybody, but I do, I do feel like we've, we don't really suffer much around here, a lot of us, the majority, compared right. to, you know, say, other countries, there's the oh, best definitely. example, so I... When shit hits, it hits us really hard, and then we step back and reflect, and we're like, that that really wasn't that bad. It's true. It really wasn't that bad. Right. And that's definitely, as an adult, you you start reading, or I don't know, even better, like, you know, exploring the world and seeing it firsthand, and then, you know, realizing, like, oh, right. <laughs> I remember yeah. moving out of my apartment. Me and my ex-girlfriend split up. I moved back into my dad's house and I remember laying on that couch the first night just like you know life is mm. over not not life is over but just mm-hmm. like this is the w- and then I ended up staying there for like five years and never wanting to leave and <laughs> I finally did but you know it's one of those prime examples like it life was terrible I was all depressed and like couldn't sleep I'm laying there laying there on the couch smoking cigarettes like ah, and yeah. you know then then all of a sudden fast forward a year later and I'm like this is the best thing that could have happened I'm so much closer with him than I ever have been and That's awesome. we're, we're silly sometimes yeah <laughs> we get we get hung up and then we think that whatever whatever that current situation is is gonna maybe be and then we don't see the red flags or, or the, the bad stuff or whatever. And we just try to, you know, so yeah, I, I get it to a point. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm usually the one that's like making the changes. So I don't know, but still, even then I have like regrets at times and like, Oh, what if, hmm. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I moved on. Um, I did want to like just bring up real quick because we were talking about it today that it looks like the two plants that I grew the that I thought was the raspberry rolls and the strawberry glue are both strawberry glue. <sighs> it you looks know. like <laughs> you live and you learn. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything bad because I, the whole time growing them, I was like, these plants are like twins. Like I was, I was sitting there scratching my head the first time you'd posted that. I'm going, they're not supposed to be twins. (laughs) I almost messaged you then and was like, I think I messed up. (laughs) And you know, I, it's, it's one of those life lessons I'm trying to like, I've been, I've been fighting this one for years and it's Uh. summed up as simple as every time I try to be like, too good too nice and too generous i end up fucking up somehow and going so i was i mean i've been an absolute fan of yours since i've started following your page i open your stories your reels and stuff i'm like oh my god what a bundle of light so when i sat down to like send you a little gift bag i'm all like oh my god and i'm so excited 
it's those moments <laughs> when I like when I get too excited and I get too high. It's all about that. It's it's all about the balancing act of life. And every time I get too high and too excited, I end up messing up somehow in a way that I'm like, oh, I got caught Fuck. up in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I can I guarantee, <laughs> guarantee that night I was sitting here ripping bongs and like, woo, and just ripping stuff <laughs> open. Go give her some of these and give her some of these. And I just, I just threw the wrong seeds in the wrong pouch and but, noted. No, I, I thank you. That is so sweet. Um, but I do want to go back to complimenting you for a second because it does go to show like how good the, these genetics are. These two plants, like, you know, different bags, different little, you know, vials. So, but, you know, same genetics, but like they grew up looking almost identical. And, and I'm, su I'm surprised that, that, you know, strawberry glue number one now um, <laughs> is taking like a little bit longer. She looks like she needs like met another week or so. Um, it's just the very top is done, but the rest of it's like green. Um, mm -hmm. Like I told you, but. Um, like I'm surprised, but you know, I'm not surprised because they're very, they've been so similar, like this whole row. So, those and that ones, really, those yeah. ones do stay pretty similar. The raspberry has like four different phenos. Mm. The, the strawberry glue pretty much has all come out the same. I mean, I've grown like a good 20 of them now fully nice. and they're, they're just always, it, there really isn't much difference in that strain. So that's, yeah. that's cool in some ways. But on the other end, I also, the variety, I, I like variety. I personally, <laughs> I would rather see more phenotypes. I'm not necessarily a fan of, say, like the F4s, if you're familiar. You know, when people um, are like really narrowing down the phenotypes and trying to right. lock in one. I love my F1s and stuff. I love F2s. I love the variety that you can get. Uh, my Raspberry Rolls has one that comes out with just like a completely red finish, and it's amazing. Uh, there's another pheno that the stems get very red and it's like mm -hmm. a raspberry red and so it yeah. just feeds into the name and the smell like and the whole stem turns red not like the purple stripes just the you... fan leaves the fan leaves yeah. get oh. the, it's a dark raspberry okay. red stem and it just yeah. looks so gorgeous with the green yeah um and like i said it compliments it's literally a raspberry red i i sit there and i'm like oh i love that you know the raspberry <laughs> rolls has this red and then there's the the third or fourth fido is just purple. I mean, it's just okay. the weeds purple, the leaves are purple. And then the wow. fourth fino would also be pretty much the same, where it's purple weed, but also has like a green to a red finish. So that's nice. got a little more variety to it. Yeah. It's no, been... I like I like oh. the variety too. Sorry. <laughs> it's been super fascinating getting into breeding and like fully seeing what happens with it you know you cross two genetics together and you grow the plants out you grow a variety of them and you get to see the traits come through of the you know the two different parents involved and it's been a super super fascinating journey of actually learning like what the hell is going on here mm -hmm. and also seeing like you know why some of these other breeders some of the you know the kings get the praise they do i mean these guys are putting in crazy work now that mm -hmm. I'm in it and I'm learning and I'm sitting back in, in awe, you know, like people like uh, Ethos there, uh, Colin, mm -hmm. Ethos, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. definitely, I'm like, I got, I got some, some work to do. I want to get up there. <laughs> I want to get up with some of these people. Same thing with like Night Owl, uh, Night Owl, Jeanette. Anytime I see anything by Daz there, I'm, I'm in absolute wow. Like, wow. That's, that's yeah. what I want to be. 
There's yep. some there's some crazy crazy breeders out there. It's a, yeah, it's, I yeah, and I've heard like not Daz, but I've heard um, uh, Ethos Colin right, and, mm-hmm. and I've heard him on a podcast, and he you know he does you know he does do the work obviously, but he does like kind of source you know some of his stuff out too, but you know somehow he still maintains that quality in the product, and it's just definitely ad- admirable. I- is that the I, word? I'm starting to see that one thing, it's definitely an art game. And mm-hmm. when you, when you like figure out art, you, you learn that like either when it comes to music, you know, people have mm. an ear for it. When mm-hmm. it comes to like visual art, people have an eye for it. There's, you know, mm. I think this is one of those arts where people just have an eye for it. Mm. Cause I mean, I just, the first, my first project just came out absolutely stunning in a way that I got, a lot of praise from people that I definitely I didn't expect to even start this soon. I kind of got like rushed into it in a way. Right. Like my my first project that I actually labeled official came out good enough where people were like demanding it, and I'm going oh oh yeah. Oh. And I do think it comes down to having an eye for it. Of like you know you're sitting there looking at your your phenos that you're trying to figure out what you're going to reverse, what you're going to cross. There's definitely something to be said for the person that understands, like, oh, these stems look nice, this bud structure is going to come out. You know, like, understanding their genetics they're working with and knowing ahead of time, like, this is how this pheno comes out. Like, I guess the easiest example would be the, as I just explained, I got the one raspberry strain that comes Mm -hmm. out with a very red finish. Now that I've grown it enough and I've seen that red finish on a couple different runs... I now know what that pheno looks like at, say, like, week four. So it's way easier for me to hunt that pheno. Yeah. So I do, like, I do think there's something to be said for just, like, the common sense. You know, there's a common sense level where everybody has their own niche at something. People are really good at math. Some people are really good at, say, just reading. Some people are really good speakers. You got artists. I think it's just another one of those subjects where some people just really get up to speed really quick with the understanding of like, oh, this is how it works. This is what I need to look for. This is, this is how this operates. I think there's a lot of common sense and like having that pre artiste about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's an artist game. It's definitely an art. It's an art. Definitely. It's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. It's a skill that for sure not everybody has because there's a lot of people that try to just grow and yeah, then, let's just throw this and this and see yeah. what happens. And, and then they, they, they don't. Which is completely fine. Yeah. It's just as fun. I'm sure they're right. having just as much fun. But then you well, got people but, like you yeah, got but people they, like Colin. You know yeah. damn well that dude. <laughs> yeah. He, he clearly, he's got the eye for it. He's yep. got the knowledge. I mean, that guy clearly is just good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he, I think he's been he's doing this for at least 20 years, yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, and, and probably longer than that, but, yeah, I mean, so how long have you been, like, gro- just growing? Ooh, growing, uh, 19 years. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I started when I was, like, I started helping when I was, yeah. like, 12, Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my old man definitely loved growing weed, so. Ah, and all right. I mean, I so long story short, I had an older sister. She passed away, but I had an older sister. 
So when I was 10, she was 15. So when she was 15, she was smoking pot, and I just wanted to be like her. Of course. There's only just so many times you can catch your sister smoking pot around the corner before you go, damn it, you're letting me try some. Yeah. I'm ratting on you. Yeah. So I I definitely started smoking at, at 10. Wow. <laughs> my, my dad did his damnedest to not let me do it, and by the yeah. time I was 12, he was just like, god damn it, dude, this kid's too good. <laughs> so he... Uh, looking back, it's one of those bittersweet moments where, you know, he, at 12, he was like, listen, take yeah. this. Don't get it from other people. I don't want yeah. you getting hurt. I don't want, you know, somebody doing something like poisoning the shit. Yeah. He just, he just started giving me weed at 12 because he knew I was going to do it. I, he, he couldn't beat me. I'm, I was hanging out with my sister's friends. She had friends that were 18, you know, 17, whatever. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. by 12. He was like, fuck it. Come help me water. <laughs> yeah. Teach you but, a thing or two about the plant. Yeah, and this was before it was legal, and he yeah. was definitely called a scumbag and a loser. Uh, and, you know, by the time I was 15, he'd let me set up my own little plot and, like, here, put your own little handful over here. And... Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so, I mean, looking back in present day, I'm like, dude, you're the man. But back then, <laughs> back then, you bad parent, you know, bad, <laughs> bad parent. So... Oh man, I, I keep, I have conversations with my husband about this all the time about like, you know, well, we can't let him smoke it. We can't let him do it around us until after he's 21 or whatever. But, you know, but then again, I'm like, but we have to normalize it. And I want to show him the plants and get him used to the plants. <laughs> Isn't it so hard being human? Oh man. Yes. Cause now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm such a hypocritical bitch. What am I doing? Every but day like, is a battle of, like, I want to be myself and I want to be free, but don't judge me. <laughs> well, just, I don't want to have to deal with child services again, man. Like, well, exactly. That's, they that's are judgment. not pleasant. And, like, that's, the first... Ugh. That's a neighbor picking up the phone and going, oh. God damn it, go no, no go knock I'm on your door. I'm nervous, yeah. Like, that's judging. I witnessed. Yeah. 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 Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I I really I really can't wait for the day that just it's just over with like all this bullshit. I mean, I yeah. I still have to twist people's arm about CBD. Oh. You know, I get the I, I used to work at a, a gas station as a cashier and we sold CBD right there and that was the only yeah. product I'd sell. I don't want to sell people cigarettes. I don't want to sell people boot CBD. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guy, guy comes in like, "Oh, man, and I don't know what it was. I I have resting bitch face." I don't look like the, the mo- I don't think I look approachable, but people are glued to me, man. They just, they'd come up to that counter and be like, hey, hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? And they're like, I'm suffering. I have anxiety. So, and I'd just be standing there stunned, like, oh, it's happening again. And, <laughs> you know, so like one example I'm thinking of was that guy that's just like, I have anxiety so bad. He's like, I can't sleep. And, and, oh blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, dude, have you thought about CBD? Like, have you tried CBD? And I was like, it's. It's literally because at the time, I mean, I was going through my own stuff. I just lost my dad to cancer and CBD was literally like actually changing my life in a way that. So I'm speaking on myself to this guy like, dude, so long story short, he did. He tried it, took it home and he ended up coming back all joy. Like, thank you so much. But that's like the one rare case of somebody just taking. Most people are still. Yeah, no. Mm. Right. Hmm. It's you. You send them YouTube links. You send them, mm. you know, and they don't. They don't open yeah. it. I don't. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, they they have their opinion, and I guess that's how it's gonna be for them. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like though, the the you know the more states that um, legalize it, uh, especially for recreation. Um, cause like you have the people that are like, oh, well, you know, medical, I guess, like if you have a doctor that can sign off, it's like, oh, it's just, yeah. oh my God, fine. But like the more that's like signs off for recreation really, really, and from what I've seen, um, changes a lot of the mindsets of people that are like, oh, well, I guess it's not too bad. Hey, child of mine, who's like, let's say 38 could you take me to the dispensary? Like, I'd like to have something to put me to sleep tonight, you know? And then like, suddenly they're cannabis users and it's just like, all right. Yep. And it's just, you know, kind of don't get me started on the sheet mentality. But... I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on and just <laughs> say that <laughs> I feel like until people, <laughs> I won't use the term they, <laughs> I feel like until people figure out how to, like, fully turn cannabis into a business and, you know, like, until they work out all the kinks and fig, I, because let's face it, we know there's cures for cancers with it. We know that CBD does things like stop, it stops seizures and it, it, it's, it's absurd. We don't need to go on the list. A lot of us know the list. We all know Mm -hmm. if, if you're listening to this, you probably know the list. I'm sure. I don't think we're going to where's the mainstream push? You know what I mean? We all say that. Where's the, it's not going to happen until the, all the kinks are worked out and they know damn well, like, all right, let's open the floodgates. Now we have our, our grasp on it. You know what I mean? It's that's well, what I see. It's just the once, same old, same old. You mean once they can quantify it with money. It, exactly. Which is work. getting there. It's now the fifth uh, most valuable crop in America. Well, exactly. We're seeing trial and error. Hey, let's mm-hmm. open it up over here. Let's open it up mm-hmm. in this big city. Let's open it up in this whole big state. And they're like, yep. they're, they got to be kind of foaming at the mouth, licking their chops like, oh. Right. Because they're whoa. seeing the tax revenue, which it is there. Even if, like, sadly, they're still, like, you know, raping and pillaging the dispensary owners and, like, that, you know, just they, they charge, like, a boatload for um you know business taxes and licenses and insurance and all this other bullshit um but you know i'm just i'm hoping that once once like you said the floodgates open that you know that kind of stops the you know and gets more reasonable Mm. so that's you don't see a mainstream push until you know the the contract is written Mm. <laughs> you don't you don't see uh you don't see a news report until the script is written you don't see you know what i mean so it's that's what I, I i don't know that's what i see is maybe what five more years hopefully tops will you figure they just went and voted again maybe. in the house and whatnot yeah yeah and then yeah because once it's federally legal then it'll like lots more states i feel yeah. We'll just be like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> Let's we'll get see. in on that. Yeah. We'll see. So. I'm hopeful. I mean, uh, you know, with some of the big stuff as well that, like, I'm, uh, eh, I just, I beg, is you figure we all struggle with this as well about, like, worrying that our Instagram pages are going to get erased overnight. 
wake up and there's your page and stuff like that will change as well. Mm-hmm. Like if we can just get the Fed vote through, all I'm pretty does you know all that goes out the window because that's yeah. why everybody's scared right now in the first place. That's why banks can't loan to companies that are trying to start up, and that's why pe- people yeah. like IG are worried. Well, because it's still federally illegal, so it's like some of the bigger changes as well is people with businesses or just pages that are trying to grow in general, like you're actually going to finally be like, Hey, look at this damn plant. (laughs) Right. Look what, yeah, we're catering towards. I'm so tired of seeing people's pages get erased. And I mean, I've made a backup and, Oh yeah. I, 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 I know because it's always like I never I've I've not been able to figure out some of the ones that I'm like oh yeah sure you're 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 selling weed whatever yeah yeah <laughs> I get it <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah maybe maybe this isn't the platform for that I don't know I'm not trying to judge whatever can also can I have your email um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, what's your website yeah um but. Cash out yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, um, yeah, it, it, like, but yeah, some of the other stuff is just like, yeah, I don't get it. Why some of their shit gets taken down, why they get reported. Like, um, but then again, some of the other stuff I do see, um, where it's just like stupid bullshit drama between people. Someone got mad at, let's say, person a and then you know reported their shit and that's how person a now has you know an account they have to fight for like i have seen that a few times where it's just like oh this is just some petty bullshit okay that's dumb it's (laughs) humanity 101 unfortunately i know and it's just and no matter how nice you are no matter how mean you are, like, you could go one extreme or the other, you're still going to get the hate. You could be right smack goddamn down in the middle. You're still going to get hate. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, because, I mean, you've interacted with me. You know how I am. But, like, there's definitely been times where people just, like, chime in and they're like, you're not doing this right. Why aren't you doing this or this? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, who yeah. the fuck asked you? Like, <laughs> and the one time I pushed back on someone where I was like, what the fuck? And they were like, I don't need your bullshit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> human, human psyche. I mean, you figure a lot of it boils down to just like reflections. And I mean, this will be a compliment for sure. You're like a very free person. You're very free. And thank you. You know, a lot of people just aren't. It's the sad reality of the world we live in right now a lot of people just don't feel free in any way at all and so when they see somebody that's free that mm. reflection they don't like it you know what i mean and, and yeah. the truth the true nature comes out and like ah fuck you you're not doing this right and you're like whoa you know like you say you're like what are you what yeah why are you like, attacking me well that's yeah i mean and it like you know in the heat of the moment yeah i, I always I, I have a passionate response but you know looking back on it i'm like mm, i really don't care <laughs> this, a... this is not going to change what i do no i've read a lot of books by carl Jung. he was big on like the human psyche and i'm super fascinated with just the art of reflections like one of the ancient ancient practices just reflections like yep. why are you mad right now yeah what's in the reflection that's bringing this out in you 
Yeah. And ever since I really took, it's been like a year since I really, really started like mastering the art of reflections. And it's been fascinating to see, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't Do necessarily, I still get actually, I still get bullied quite a bit. I mean, I'm 31 and mm. I'm definitely different. I mean, whatever. I have hair that's very long. Uh, I'm definitely very feminine especially for like a straight guy. I'm very feminine. I mean, I wear all the colors. I like my main sweatshirt. It's a purple sweatshirt. Uh, very, I don't know. So like working at the store, you know, and this was just a couple years ago when I was working at the store, I would definitely have people still call me, uh, let's see how to properly say, you know, the, the old term for a cigarette F A G. I would have people just hit me with that stuff. And you know, I don't, I'd have, the people that would come up and say like when are you going to get a real job or um just literally i i get a lot of gay comments thrown my way oh. and also a lot of uh <clears throat> a lot of looks you know just a lot of looks comments and ever since learning the whole like art of reflections thing and just like trying to understand okay well why would this be coming out of that person like why would they be targeting this at me like a lot has changed a lot has changed where like uh for example just a couple weeks ago i'm with a friend of mine we just went for a friend of mine had to go down to his uncle's house and we go for a burn cruise like he asked me if i wanted to go with him go for a little burn cruise down to his uncle's house. I'm like, yeah whatever man i got nothing to do we get down there and his uncle says uh Something to the effect of, like, what are you two gay boys doing? Or something like that. Well, but isn't and, arguable... That's kind of like guys just kind of ribbing a little bit, right? No? Um, I don't know, man. I just... With, when, like, friends and familial. I when mean, you I get go, this... When you yeah. get this... Because he's an alpha male. He's one of these alpha male types. Mm, he's he's okay. a blue-collar alpha male. He's very, like, huffy-puffy and... I was sitting there just wondering to myself, like, why is this where he goes? Mm. Why is in I in my own head just start with curiosity of like, maybe he never got to live out a curiosity or you know what I mean? Like it, it allows you to think in a way of like, why is this where this person gravitates for no reason? Maybe. Maybe, maybe he did something with a guy once that he's not proud of, or like maybe he never got to do so. It, yeah. it just allows you to like kind of sit in the driver's seat as opposed to the passenger seat and just kind of go, hmm. Uh, well, I don't take it personal. I don't, I, you no longer take it mm -hmm. as if they're attacking you for whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's, it's more of like a curiosity of like, wow, I wonder, wonder why that's there. Yeah. Will you I ever find out? Probably not, because I'm not going to sit down with my friend's uncle and go, "Hey, man, why did right. you just why did you just throw that at us?" Right. <laughs> He's probably going to tell me to leave. So. <laughs> yeah. Like at the nicest. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it would probably be a get the fuck out of my house, you know. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a weird journey, just reflecting now, wondering like, why is this coming out? Why is this person attacking me with this? You know, like I. I get a lot of friends that hit me up for advice, you know, like a, a mother of a mother friend of mine recently hit me up talking about one of her friends bashing on her parenting skills. And that was where the reflection comments, you know, or, or conversation yet again comes in super handy where I'm like, well, don't take it personal. Maybe she sees something in you as a mother that she's jealous of or envious of, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's 
it's typically not about you. It's rarely ever about you. It's if you truly understand, you know, human psyche and reflections, it's actually never about you. If somebody's just attacking you for literally no reason, it's it's not about you. It's about them. And yeah. she's just like, holy shit, you know, thank you so much for that. I was like, dude, you're you're killing it as a mom. I was like, don't, because <laughs> I know her really well, and she is. Yeah. So I'm just like, don't man that's jealousy yeah. that's yeah. and so you know reflections man i it's a subject i feel like a lot of people could benefit from in a, in a world where we're you know a lot of people are getting criticized for everything yeah yeah fear I of agree uh, with that. a lot of it comes from fear of not knowing you know a lot of political stuff a lot of people you either understand one side of your spectrum or the other you either you you understand what your side is but you probably don't really understand to the same level the other side well so when you see a lot of political attacking that's just fear of not knowing you know the same old people fear what they don't understand it's like you ask somebody a question they don't know to the the answer to that's when they get worked up that's when they get angry and then that's when it's going to escalate into an argument as opposed to just like a conversation fear of not knowing like how dare you ask me that question i don't have the answer to yeah reflections it's, it's... egos yeah we're we're weird creatures <laughs> we're, re- we're we are weird egotistical creatures yeah i'm I'm still still working on mine every day (laughs) yeah for sure i I don't mind looking in the mirror and going wait 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 yeah why am i upset yeah you find out some weird shit about yourself yeah for me it took a a really good therapist to you know like kind of put that mirror up to me and you know kind of force me to stop and and reflect and you know, why am I doing this? Why, where is this feeling coming from? And, you, you know, know, what, what is it that I really want or need out of this situation? I had a good therapist growing up. She was really good. But the one thing I look back at is that one, I, I think this is like a true stereotype that one question we all, well, why does it make you feel this way? And we hate oh. it. We hate <laughs> it. <laughs> we go, we go, like, I feel like, that just needs to be reworded in a more friendly fashion that doesn't hit you so damn hard. <laughs> yeah. They they cross their leg and they go, but why does it make you feel that way? And you go, God damn it, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> right, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I look at myself in the mirror, I go, hey, man, hey, why, why are you upset right now? Like, why are you feeling like I'm much more friendly to myself? I'm like, hey, hey, yeah. buddy, <laughs> why Do are you, you angry um... right now? Yeah. Do you meditate? Uh, I, I like to think that I've kind of mastered a, uh, that's a bad word. That feels egotistical itself. I am like, Oh, now you're a master grower too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like in and out of meditation throughout the whole day. I mean, okay. I used to do the whole, like, I need to sit here for 15 minutes, you know, 30 okay. minutes. I, I, I went through, like, years of that. Okay. And I got, to a, I got to a place where I just kind of woke up one day and realized, you know, I think I can just kind of, like, do this all the time. Because it, it's more about, you know, clearing the mind and focusing on the breathing and just staying there. And so, you know, you're washing your hands. You know washing your hands is going to take 15 to 30 seconds meditate uh mm. going going pee i meditate in the mm-hmm. shower 
most of that time. So I, I kind of guess yeah. I do. I do like a lot. I guess you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I got I got something sitting on the stove. It's gonna take five minutes. I mean, I'm that's basically. <laughs> and I definitely it's it's gotten very humorous. I mean, I'm I'm a comedian by nature, so I love it anyways. <laughs> but I've definitely become like the oddball where everybody's always just like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, yeah. "Great." <laughs> yeah, that's, just meditating. I'm, literally, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of the I'm passenger seat of somebody's car. You know, I'm just eyes closed, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Are you okay, man?" I'm like, yeah. What, what's up? And they're like, "Well, you just see it." I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm. I don't even say I'm meditating anymore. I just say I'm hanging out. So I guess yeah. I should just say I'm meditating again. <laughs> it's much more easy. <laughs> much more easy for the other person. She gets sunglasses. She's yeah. meditating. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Flip them down whenever I need to. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm I'm or, like an obsessive meditator. Yeah, or like I mean, cause that you know whatever, but like you know, just need a moment, or just taking a moment, or something yeah. like that. I don't know. So sorry, I got really really high before this conversation. Um, so now we're just dealing with the repercussions of all that. <laughs> I was high, but the anxiety got me out of it. <laughs> oh no stage See, fright I... stage oh, no. it's so weird how stage fright can happen without a stage yeah oh I my know, god that performance i literally am having flashbacks to the first time i did stand-up comedy my armpits are sweaty and i'm standing i'm a little cold even though i got my sweatshirt on tell me more tell me more because i never actually did stand-up comedy even though i thought oh. about it I got put on the spot. I was, so before I started doing this, I was making uh-huh. music. Uh, okay. And the music thing was pretty pretty funny as well, where, like, I was sitting in a room with a bunch of musicians who had no beats. And they had a drummer there, and the drummer hopped on the music program and was trying to figure it out. And no offense to him, but drummer, computer, no idea yeah. what he's doing with the pro. He's uh-huh. just over there making sounds. Yeah, Boom, no, bam. I... I was I did flagline in high school. I dated a lot of drummers. I can honestly and lovingly say they're not the brightest, but they Dude, have other very good qualities. He's so good on the drums. He's so yeah. good on the drums. Oh but God. on that computer program, he sat no. there for an hour that night. Yeah. Just in in we're all, all of us are out in the in the kitchen at the table, kind of giving each other not the looks helping. Finally, I stood up and I was like, hey, man, I'm like, can I can I look at that? I've been yeah. playing with computers since I was 10. I've been a huge, huge hip hop fan my whole life. Yeah. I'm just going, me, I could probably do this. Yeah. yeah. So I sat there for a couple hours, got pretty comfortable with it. And I just looked at my friend and was like, dude, can I bring your computer home? <laughs> Brought it home, stayed up all night. And that night, like made my first. It was decent. It was a, it was a beat. It stayed on tempo and it was boom, boom, boom sounded like yeah. shit but it had the fun that it dude that right there started i spent a year every day eight hours or more huh. just learning music making music figuring it out watching youtube videos on the toilet bringing my phone in the shot i mean i was putting in 16 hour days sometimes so long story short within a year i actually got to the point where i was selling it it was very fun nice. uh my little group there had started doing an open mic event yeah. Going back to where the comedy thing started. So yeah. we started hosting an open mic event. And uh, my friend, they were, I've been begged my whole life. Like, oh, my, I get a lot of, uh, dude, when are you going to write a book? When are you going to start a podcast? When are you going to do comedy? Like, please do comedy. <laughs> Com-. 
So same thing. They're all back. They're like, dude, you need to do some comedy one night. You need to do some. So finally, I caved one night, and I'm like, all right, I will. I will. Next, next week. And my friend didn't let me back out. <laughs> Open mic starts. He lets like two or three people go. And then he gets up, and he's like, all right, and my friend's going to come up. And there I am in the back of the room, being my yeah. hermit. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at him doing the neck thing. No, no. I'm cutting, I'm cutting my neck with my hand. No, no. And he's going, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I start sweating, dude. I start shaking. I have to walk up there. There, it was our biggest open mic, which wasn't huge, but there was a good hundred people in there. That's a decent crowd. I've never spoke on a microphone. I've never <laughs> been on a stage. I've never. Uh, I'm already covered in sweat by the time I get to the microphone. It's beating, <laughs> beating down my forehead. I look at an oh, empty man. chair. <laughs> I get up. Yeah. I grab the. I grab a mic, or I grab the mic, and I look at it, and there's an empty chair in the crowd, and I just put the mic back in the stand, grab a chair, and I put it up on the stage, and I just sat down, grabbed the mic, and I go, I know he said I was a stand-up comedian, but tonight I'm going to sit. It's like I have anxiety so bad my legs can't hold me up, and they all just went nuts. They all started. <laughs> so it, it was naturally great. Uh, it was a family-friendly event with kids and stuff, so I actually told... Uh, a whole like 10 minute skit about how I grew up a bedwetter. Wow. And it was like, it was, it was good. It was really good and it was fun, but I immediately got off that stage, went outside and was just gone. I ghosted. I, <laughs> we're, we're like in the city. So I just took off walking down the block. I was, I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> People are texting me like, where'd you go, man? Where'd you go? <laughs> nope. Nope. And they're all like, dude, that was so good. You're going to do it again. Right. And I'm like, no. No, never again. <laughs> it's like never again. I had been telling everybody for years anyways. I was like, when I'm 35 to 40, I want to start doing open mics for the fun. I don't want to like pursue comedy. I'm still in the same boat. I'm like, when I'm 40, maybe. Oh my God, scariest moment of my life. It was so much fun. It was so cool. And I had these parents coming up to me after like, oh my God. It was magical, actually. Looking back, I haven't reflected in a while. I had a mother come up to me like, oh, my God. She's like, my, my, my daughter wants to come talk to you. She's like, she, she wets the bed. Oh. And, and, and so, like, I got to have this moment. Dude, I'm starting to get yeah. emotional. <laughs> I had Aww. a little kid. had a little kid all like, oh, my God. She's like, thank you so much. And, like, I thought I was different. And, and I've always felt so, like, oh. And she ends up hugging me and stuff. And I'm like, holy Sweet. shit. Holy yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm getting emotional right now because I'm like, holy, sh I forgot. I completely yeah. forgot that, like, and then another parent comes up and they're like, oh, my God. I can't remember. I, I, the kid's name wasn't Tommy, but she's like, dude, my, my son Tommy, he has a bad one. It turned out that every damn kid in that, which was like eight of them, they all had a bedwetting problem. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a very, it was magic. It was, it was like a, it was a huge moment of like, this is what comedy is all about. Holy shit. Yes. I can't wait to do it again. I'm just not ready yet. <laughs> so, so you have to do it. You have to do it someday. You yeah. would absolutely, you would have so much fun and you would definitely, I know you got some, some stories up there. So. Oh man. I mean, there's all kinds of stories. That's what I mean. You, you would, you would destroy, you would absolutely melt a room with laughter. So it's, but it well, is the most nerve wracking shit. Oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, like I've had, like I did, so I, my first like 
kind of job was at the Arizona Renaissance Festival. That sounds so, so intriguing. Mm, uh, and then, like, I did theater in high school. So, like, I, I, I did all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, being on stage, like, with that light in your face and a camera or, like, a microphone. Well, I did theater, so I didn't need it. But, um, yeah, it's intense. I'm a huge comedy fan. And so yeah, I've seen, I've, I watch all the podcasts and stuff. I've seen all these guys talk about like, you know, the, the fear of a joke, just right. not living. It is so yeah. surreal. Oh, cause like you just said, lights on you. Yeah. And I, and I will give these guys like credit. The open, the open mic we had was like overly lit. It was so lit that the stage oh, was like yeah. 85 degrees. So yeah. it was, well, that's normal. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. That, that's and, another thing that I'm like, I don't know if I, like, would be okay with that. Like, I don't like being hot. I think the worst thing I did for myself was I actually, like, I was so confident in myself being, yeah. like, I was like, oh, I, I understand comedy. I've, I've been watching comedy. I'm, I'm not a joke. Because what had actually happened a couple weeks before is we were at a different spot, and my friend introduces me to this random guy. He goes, oh, yeah, and this is our comedian, Jeff. And the guy does the traditional, oh, tell me a joke. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and my friend goes, yeah, man, tell us a joke. And I go, bro, I don't, I don't tell, I, I, I tell you guys stories and you laugh. I was like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so going back to the open mic, I'm all like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a storyteller. Like I, so I went out there with just one, just all or nothing. It was a 10 minute, it was a 10 minute bit. It was all or nothing. It was either going to fail or uh, float or sink. Uh-huh. So I didn't even go up with like a couple handfuls or I literally went all in on just like, all right, this is my 10 minutes. And if it fails, it fails. If it, th- I had no backup plan. There was no like, well, this isn't working. Let me transition. It was just, it's either going to work. Or it's not. <laughs> I think, especially for the first time, that's kind of how you have to go. Cause like, it's just, one, the time goes a lot faster than you think it will. Um, I, uh, I've done, you I know, some differ. speaking things. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. For me, it does. Because, like, I guess because, like, I get excited and then I just start talking about things, like, quickly. And then so all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm over my limit or something. <laughs> if I've just talked too much. I was also staring at a clock. There was a big clock on the wall. Oh. <laughs> Well, it that was, might make time stop. I, just I all of it wasn't ideal. <laughs> just all of it wasn't ideal. It was yeah. just not, not, I wasn't ready. I didn't want to do it. So, yeah. but it was fine. It wasn't well, ideal, gotta, but it was the best. Yeah. You gotta like, I think that you definitely have to get to a point where you want to do it. It's kind of like stopping cigarettes or, or whatever. <laughs> like you gotta, you yeah, gotta yeah, want to yeah. do it. And then, exactly. you know, you I don't want to do it yet. Hole. I'm not ready. <laughs> I do. I do watch the show Kill Tony. No, what's that? It's so Tony Hinchcliffe, stand-up comedian. Okay. No, I've he heard ha- of him, but he has a I'm live sure podcast. He has a live mm-hmm. podcast he does every Monday, and it's mm-hmm. basically an open mic. So every Monday, uh, a bunch of people, and it's hosted in Texas now. It used to be in California, but he just moved to Texas. So mm-hmm. comedians come, they all put their names in a bucket, and he sits up there and draws names out of the bucket, and they each get a minute. Nice. And then after the minute, he interviews them for like 10 minutes or so. It's a super cool show for like 
comedians trying to make a name for themselves. There's been a handful. There's this one guy actually that became a regular on his show and is now touring with Joe Rogan and stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's like a huge opportunity for comedians. It's like the it's probably the best like open mic show there is. It's amazing. I watch it every Monday. I love it. Yeah. Um, I definitely plan on going if if the show it's been running for like shit six seven years now. If the show's still going in a few years, I definitely plan on going to Texas and putting my name in until I get drawn on Kill Tony. That would be pretty sweet. So I'll be ready soon, but. <laughs> It's definitely a goal. It's definitely yeah. something to think about. Yeah, I've, I've I've thought about comedy here and there, but you know, um, for the longest time, I liked having that regular paycheck. Um, but now, now I'm like, hmm, perhaps it is time for a change. <laughs> I think you should drive out of town far enough away where you uh, feel comfortable and just hit an open mic. Like that's yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was like, I need to go like two hours away and hit an open mic where nobody knows me and there's no mm-hmm. like no familiar face. That was another hard part. Is I had, oh my god, thirty people in the room that I knew, and like a couple random guests I had invited. There was a lot of pressure that first time I went. Yeah. So I was like, man, I need to drive out of town and do some open mics. That'd be fun. You go yeah. to like a bar. You know, you know what you're going to get at the bar crowd, so you can also kind of formulate. A, a little bit of material and actually go in. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of get, get to, get to know your audience, kind of get to know the vibe, whatever, yeah. see what's going on. So, cause that's I, my like hang up is, you know, making sure that it's something, you know, relatable. You, you gotta, yeah, you gotta know your audience is yeah. kind of the key. So, yeah, I feel like that's like a fun way to practice is target a crowd like a bar. You know, if you know there's a bar that always does open mics, hang out a little bit, formulate the crowd. I don't know. If if anybody's actually like thinking about doing more and more open mics or even trying to be a comedian, it wouldn't be a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Get you up on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're familiar with the, you know, what what is around and like that. I'm definitely going to hit some random stuff before I ever put my name into the Kill Tony bucket. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, you have to. You can't I would go, go on up Kill there and Tony melt. as like a complete, like, just, you know, amateur and not have done anything. Like, you got to have done, you got to have some seasoning. I think I would literally just stand there in shock and not move. I think I would freeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets, because, yeah. I mean, and then, you, you know, gosh forbid, you know. That you're like awestruck by the kill to- you know, the the host and you know Tony Hinchcliffe. He loves to roast people too, so Yeah. yeah. And you gotta be able to like throw it back a little bit, right? So because yeah. that's what comedians do. Yeah, so that's like a random plan of mine. Just do some random open mics, put my name in the kill Tony, try to get on try to get on there, that'd be cool. Yeah. But it's definitely not like a, I wanna be a comedian. I just <laughs> like making people laugh. It's really fun. Yeah, it is. I agree with that. <laughs> and I've definitely gotten in trouble. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Past works because I <sighs> crack a joke and then they're like, oh. Being melty isn't easy, dude. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and it's always like, were you always that kid in school that was like, you know, Jack could be so good, if, and, but he could yes. talk a lot. <laughs> Yep. Yes, I was a little bastard, <laughs> for lack of better terms. I think in the '90s they called us little bastards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I was just thinking about it the other day. I was 
I don't remember what I was watching, but all of a sudden it hit me and I was like, dude, I was the first kid to stop standing up for the Pledge of Allegiance. I literally remembered one day I just was like, why? I don't have to do this. Nothing's going to happen if I don't do this. And I just sat there with my arms crossed. I was like, what a little shithead. <laughs> like that poor teacher was probably just like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to go downhill from here with this one. Yeah. I, yeah, I was a little shit. As I yeah. had said, I mean, by 10, I had already smoked pot. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you're familiar with bands like Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My sister High was school big, days. Yeah, my sister was big into, you know, a lot of the, say, like, non-mainstream stuff. And, yeah. Uh, so I grew up very, uh, Kid Rock was a big, big icon to me. I remember running around to Ball with the Ball, just a little kid, just thrashing everywhere. I, I was a, I was the 12-year-old that mooned people back in the night. Remember mooning in the 90s? That was a yes. big thing. Yeah. That was a big thing. Mooning's yeah. gone, rightfully so. I'm glad. But yeah. <laughs> I, used, I used to just stand on my porch as a little kid and just moon cars. Like, I just, woo, I'm listening to Ball with the Ball. There was definitely some kids on my bus that did that. And yeah. I was in high school. Oh, man. Marching band was awesome. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my my dad's house was quite ravaged by the 90s. I mean, yeah. I was young, wild, and free over there. Mom's house, I had rules, and I was pretty good. I, was, I said please and thank you, and... It's like, all right, good night, mom. Love you. And then I went to dad's house and was like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to smoke pot in the woods. You can't catch me. Woo! I mean, God. And your dad's like, whatever. I'm just going to sit here and smoke weed. He, he actually did not smoke. He, oh, I, he was one of those, those. My house, my house got caught up or my dad's house. My dad's house got caught up in the Oxycontin epidemic. Oh. He was a roofer and fell off a roof, broke his back. Oh. Got the pills wound to him. Uh-huh. And it just over. Yeah. Over. I mean, that shit hit my house for Ugh. Let's see. I think I was 10 when he started getting prescribed that stuff and I didn't like I started doing pills painkillers and stuff when i was like 12 i mean i would just steal them from him you know what i mean he'd be passed out i would just go in steal them prime example you know what i mean the oxycontin express yeah. i was that little kid that was like woohoo dad's passed out let me take his meds i want to pass out Woo! Uh. uh that hit my house so it hit me when i was 12 i didn't get sober until jesus i was like 24 so that wow. yeah that oxycontin train that hit the whole country hit my house for a good like 12 years in a way that like i mean it, it led to whoo my dad was a full-on addict i was a full-on addict my sister was a full-on addict my uncle his wife i mean it was bad because mm-hmm. same thing my uncle he broke his foot and they're all of a sudden just like here take these you know 900 yeah. oxycontin a month and i mean it was just okay. dick yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely grew up in one of those households that was hit hard by that shit. Yeah, I, dad was dad was in and out of jail and stuff because he ended up he ended up getting into like dealing and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, it definitely it hit. I remember being like fourteen and having the house raided. You know what I mean? Just like 
I'd go into my room. I'd come home from school and got. Uh, I, I used to go to the gym till nine o'clock every night. I was a big basketball player, yeah. so I'd get out of school at three, go to the gym till nine. Well, I get home that night, open up my bedroom. Like I had already walked through the rest of the house and seen what was going on. I mean, everything. It was yeah. one of those scenes from the movie where yeah, they literally like tossed. Yeah, fridge was open, couch cushions were cut open. I get to my room, dude. Oh. My mattress is cut open. My pillows are shredded in half. I mean, my stuffed and I had like right. random a, a big old Cartman doll from South Park cut yeah. wide open. I mean, just ravaged our house, so. Good lord. Yeah, I grew up in a pretty erratic household on one side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, it, it's it's very wild looking back at how like I had these two complete like different lives one was just like a complete wild child where it was like yep this kid's destined for jail and then over at my mom's house it was like this is the most polite little boy you could ever (laughs) ask for (laughs) for the most part i was pretty pretty good over here i was good at playing a second life i guess so your mom didn't know growing up no i mean not because you were able to maintain those kind of separate not really man it's been wild to like get close with her over the year because it it yeah. definitely led to like a tearing apart of our relationship as well. Cause I mean, when well, you're, yeah. when, when you're, you're an doing, addict, it's, yeah, yeah. So it's been weird, like reflecting with her over the years. And cause I'm, I'm like, I'm literally an open book now. I'm like too honest with people to a point where people are often like Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's cool. And they're like, no, it's not. So like, <laughs> Just it should be years. my husband if they want to talk about <laughs> oversharing anyway. Yeah, uh, we're good at it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but so over the course of the years of like being completely honest with her and just being like, hey, did I ever tell you this story? Did I ever oh. tell you this? And like me and her have sat down and realized like, wow, I mean, she really yeah. didn't know much of anything. I mean, yeah, sure. She knew like what my dad was up to. Because sure. he was in that of jail and stuff, you know, you re- obviously, but yeah. as far as me, she definitely had no idea what I was up to, and my wow. sister was even further away from her in terms of, like, relationship-wise, so she really had, like, no idea what she was up to, so yeah, it's, wow. it's yeah, it's it's been, like, horrifying, I guess would be a word for it, like, realizing, like, Jesus, dude, I, like, she didn't even know. Yeah. But, like, he kept all this from her and like i i was living this life and like wow wow i mean in the same town you know just on the opposite end so yeah i think uh yeah 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 yeah. your poor mom it sucks like uh it's been a roller coaster for sure but the roller coaster is at least hitting a peak where it doesn't seem like it'll ever drop again like through everything that we've been through we've bonded in a way that like I don't think many people have as good of a relationship with their parents as I do with her. So yeah, it's, you know, life is a blessing and a curse itself. Like every, every aspect of life is like, Oh my God, this is amazing. There's always a polar opposite effect of everything. And you really don't know the outcome of anything until you, you, well, you won't, you just won't. The ripple just continues to live on and on. And so like in retrospect, I'm like, I'm actually extremely happy. Uh, I remember being a little kid, like laying in bed, wishing like, damn, I wish I had a better relationship with my mom. Like I, you know, it sucks and I have it. Yeah. So it's, it's been a weird journey itself of like, I'm, I'm super big into like occult knowledge, you know, things like the Kabbalah, uh, the Kabbalah Yin, um, people like Hermes Trismegistus. And so like through all these years of going down all these say like mystical studies and everything, like 
I've really learned that I, I, my overall observation is like everybody and every spirit, every soul here, which I'll have to explain fully just so I don't sound like an asshole. Um, I feel like every person and every spirit here, this is kind of what life right now, this is kind of what it looks like when everything is actually getting what it wants in the easiest way possible. And there's been a couple like weird stories that have helped me, you know, come to this, uh, like theory, I guess, whatever, I'll just label it a theory, but you know, you hear some of these, like you hear some of these stories of people say, like talking to dead relatives or, you know, dead deceased people, whatever, just deceased people in general. Um, I had heard this fascinating story about this lady who had miscarried. She had lost a child and apparently that child came to her in a dream and was like listen i know you don't know this and i don't really expect you to like get this right away but i was your husband's best friend in the war and this person's best friend had actually committed suicide apparently he was out in the middle of the battlefield and just couldn't take it and he said as a result of that in the after like when i became you know back to my true form like i felt so terrible about what i had done to everybody I wanted to feel what I had done to all those people. Like I wanted to feel what it's like to go through that. And the only way for me to experience that was to go through what I just did as your unborn feed. And it's just one of those stories that, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. A lot of people are going, ah, I don't believe in that shit. That's fine. But there's so many of those. There's so many mm. stories of people going, well, I was depressed. I, Cause this lady's story is pretty dark. It, Cause I think if I remember right, it was like two years after the fact before this encounter happened. She had lived through two years of hell of like, she was going through some of those familiar stories you hear of like, what did I do? You know, this was my fault, blah, blah, blah. Even though the doctors had told her like, listen, this just happens. This isn't your fault. She still had that guilt and everything. If I remember right, it was like a good two to three years before she had this encounter that was like, listen, that was in, in, the encounter to her was so, cause apparently this thing was just like, yeah, you know, this is my name. And like, this is, you know, this was my birthday and like, come on, quit, you know, this is me. And like, and told her some memories that only he could know in a way that she was like, Jesus Christ, it was him. Mm-hmm. She was like, it was him. He, and he also said like, you know, uh, there was something in there too, to the effect of like, your husband was also so shattered from it in a way that it had messed up you guys' marriage and this will bring you guys' marriage back together. You guys going through this together, the pain of it all is going to bring you... It was one of those overall stories where it was like, it's bigger than you, it's bigger than me, yeah. it's bigger than all of us. This is just what needs to be. Yeah. And so, like, after all the years of studying all these different views of thinking and how the world works and, you know, reincarnation, it, it life to me right now simply put just looks like this is this is what happens when i mean billions and billions of life forms and spirits and entities need to go through their own journeys i mean we think the mm-hmm. human experiences are are this is it well not mm-hmm. me i, I <laughs> exactly you're like nope not me mm-hmm. you know, now, so have you um have you heard of jessa reed yes i love jessa reed <laughs> isn't isn't she the one <laughs> with that story um she's so i think she shared the story i don't i don't know that doesn't sound like one from my from from her but um i think she she shared it then 
uh, maybe maybe I just didn't hear it. Like, so she has um, soberish, and then um, which has a lot of the like you know stuff, and then she has like awakening, which is like straight up like alien school shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mormon, but like before all that is like Mormon and the meth head. Um, and See. that's kind of where she starts like kind of like opening her more opening. Like she always kind of had an idea of what was going on because she had like this thing where like she almost died on like this and where she was like almost like almost like drugged or so I think and yeah. almost died or died and came back actually. And then, yeah. And that was like the early 2000s. The story I just told you about, she had told on somebody else's... I saw her on oh. somebody else's podcast and was okay, like, holy yeah. shit, what a yeah. fascinating guest. And I instantly went over to her stuff and was like, yep, yeah. love this lady. She's amazing. Yeah, I first so, heard her on the... Um, I, I don't think it was the Crab Feast. I think it was just um, Ryan Sickler at the time. Um, I love Ryan Sickler. Honeydew, yeah. <laughs> his laugh is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's my favorite I, thing in the world. His voice... Is just I would, the best. His voice, I would his literally, laugh, his attitude. He's one, yeah. definitely one of those dudes where the face does not meet the like does not match what you picture the voice to be, and then you see it and you're like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> I, I love that guy so much. <laughs> I, do too. I would definitely go spend the day with him just to hear his laugh. I, it's I so contagious. Too. I would sit and watch him fish just to listen to his stories. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, I first heard her on that one and I just, it was one of those, like, I heard the episode, but then my brain shut down and I just didn't want to process it until like, I was like, what was that? I need to listen to that again because I don't remember anything and I just had to literally listen to a few times and then, yeah, it was just, it went from there. But yeah, like I, so I I definitely, I believe in, in, in the, what she, you know, describes as like the, you know, we're all basically... Um, from the same, like, creation. We're all the same. Yeah. We're all, yeah, one entity, but not one entity. Um, And, yeah, that this is just a 3D um, thing, experience to to do, to to understand process, to understand experiences, so. Um, So you've heard plenty of people talk about DMT, then? Um, Like the uh like the, the drug yeah 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 but you've yeah, never and using done it. it like so are using it in a clinical sense or using it just like you know Smoking. i picked up some molly okay <laughs> so you've never done it no no um... i haven't like i oh my god like i was so straight laced like not in high school but like I, I don't know. In high school, it was just like, oh, I'll only drink and maybe smoke some marijuana. And then, after, like, since then, I've done mushrooms and acid. Um, but I haven't done, like, anything else. Like, I've had some prescription drugs, like, here and there for, like, actual needs. But thankfully, they I had, like, what was it? Percocet. That was gross. Um, made me nauseous. And then Vicodin, which, you know, that was all right. But, like, I didn't get addicted, thank God. But, yeah, that's about the extent of it. DMT was a fascinating one. That's definitely one of the tools that was like, like the Molly, most necessary right, for me. No, 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 that's a no. I that's can't different. do that to it. DMT okay. is way too precious. So DMT is, is it on the acid? Like, where is it in the relationship with some of these other drugs that might I, I might understand? Well, it's the most powerful psychedelic. 
Okay. So it's it's All kind right. of like an it's kind of like an acid or an LSD, but it's way Is it different. Man made or nope it's naturally okay. occurring it's naturally occurring in almost everything that's living here like it's naturally occurring mm-hmm. in us mm-hmm. like you you have some inside of you right now you're, sure. you're holding you're holding you're guilty right <laughs> it's right. like, like, a there's, like there's naturally thc in the body yeah yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. um so it's in it's in a lot of like root uh tree barks it's in a lot of like leaves and stuff uh the acacia tree mm-hmm. i don't know if you're, you're familiar i've heard the name i don't know where it is or any other specifics so the acacia tree is one of the most like DMT enriched plants on the planet. The acacia tree just so happens to be the burning bush that Moses is sitting in front of that's on fire when he meets God face to face. Definitely not smoking DMT, by the way. But uh... Yeah. <laughs> so... no, just inhaling. So... Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So it's a super, super potent psychedelic, but it only lasts for like three minutes. Oh, so it's kind of like it's... salvia, but better. It's the polar opposite is the easiest way for me to because I've heard nothing but horror stories from Salvia. I've never I've never really I've never actually met anybody that enjoys it. Well, I've done it once. Okay, so I guess I should add Salvia to the list. Um, but it, 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 there was like a train that went around me. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard it some really like that scary. I've heard a few. You know, I've heard some random like yeah, it wasn't bad, but like DMT is typically like oh my god, that was the best thing I've ever done. What the fuck was that? So it's definitely a complete, it's like, I don't know. I've, I've never heard like a negative. I've never had anybody like, I hated that. So I don't know. Um, Hmm. But so yeah, it's, it's a quick little three minute, uh, five minutes sometime. And supposedly, Mm -hmm. supposedly for some people, they've lasted like 15 minutes. I don't know how I've done it like 20 times and I've I've never (laughs) been gone for more than my average trip is literally two and a half minutes. Well, everybody processes things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've also smoked it with a ton of people, and none of them have ever. It's yeah. I, so yeah. I'm sure it happens, but I've never seen it yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like for people that don't do like anything. Maybe they that would like hit them the hardest, right? Yeah, I don't know. They're like clean slates. Well, that's how I always do it. That's how you're. That's how you're actually told by anybody that's like a, a su- supposed guru at it. They're like be dead sober don't eat anything don't drink anything you want to be like as empty as you can be so i've actually done all that stuff. i i'm whatever i'm over the 15 minute thing it happens people <laughs> but so that was the one experience i have in particular going back to like the jessa reed topic and like yeah. this whole like we are one thing and i had never hit a dmt pen dmt pens have become a new thing you know just like the uh like a vape pens. pen yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I had stumbled across one of those, and I'm like, well, fuck yeah, like, definitely, I mean, woo! Yeah? And was it, like, a concentrate, or, like, just a yeah. dose and a, okay. No, it was, it was like, a regular dab pen with a whole gram in it, and so it lasted quite a while. I mean, I actually uh-huh. gave, I gave it away after, like, half of it. It's typically passed past the knowledge on. It's, like, yeah. it's, like, a very enlightening spiritual thing. It's, like... That's the other cool thing about it is, you know, you do it once or twice and then you just don't really feel the desire. You get like so much knowledge and wisdom from it that you're like, all right, well, that was cool. And I mean, I haven't done it for like two years. So I'm just not I don't I don't care. I'm not interested. I don't need to. It's it's fine. Yeah. But, so going you learned back to, what you needed to. Yeah. yeah. So going back to two years ago, though, I had that that pen and. I tried it a couple of random times, like just taking like a little bit and I'm like, Oh cool. Okay. It's pretty much, it's definitely the same thing. I'm like, this is, this is cool. Well, 
so one night I decided, like, all right, I'm really going to, like, trip. I'm going to go in. Like, woohoo. And so I just kept hitting it and hitting it. And, like, the one thing that I noticed different about, because it usually comes in powder. Like I said, it's like a tree bark. So, okay. you know, by the time you're getting it, it's like a processed tree bark that's all grinded. Well, it's not just a tree bark. You, you, it's a little bit of a process where you're, like, extracting out of the tree bark, basically. And okay. you put it you put it in the freezer after, so you're left with, like, a powder. But the powder is still, it's just like a tree bark, basically. Like you're a not, hash. It's, yeah, it's not like Coke. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. this weird. <laughs> so. You don't put it up your nose. No, no. You, just sm- <laughs> you smoke it like Keef. So okay, okay. The powder stuff, usually it's like you take three or four hits and you just like close your eyes and either lay down or sit in your chair and you're just kind of gone and like you're you're just gone. But the pen was different where like I still had all my motor functions in a way that like I was extremely like, hmm, I feel like I could stand up right now still. Like I, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm like fully, fully functional. So I just kept hitting it. I kept hitting the pen and just hitting it. And I never really lost that feeling. So eventually I did like stand up and I started walking across my room like mid trip, which what was fucking mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. I'm in a pitch dark room. I'm like balls deep in a DMT trip. And the second I stood up out of my bed, a little spotlight appeared in my trip. Bing! <laughs> and was like guiding Let me across. <laughs> I needed water and my water was all the way across the room. <laughs> so this little flashlight of light came in and guided me across my room which looking back i'm like yeah i, I remembered the way my room looked i don't think it was like yeah, a crazy yeah, yeah. i don't think a light appeared in my room your but brain filling yeah. In so i go get my water i get back in bed and i'm like well that was weird that journey felt like it took an hour by the way i'm sure it didn't but so i get back in bed and i'm like well i can just keep hitting so i just kept hitting it and hitting it and hitting it and finally i put it down and just like actually close my eyes and just like finally fully went in and the easiest way to sum it up is like i just sat there witnessing wit uh witnessing like the infinity like mm-hmm. you know the one the one that you hear people i was just mm-hmm. like there just observing it just going like holy shit like this is it it's it this is it and that was basically all the experience was and i you know i come back to and i'm back up in my bed just kind of sitting there but I don't try to like I, I don't try to explain it to people. I just simply label it as like I got to witness infinity that night. Yeah. And it just it was like I just have no more I have no more questions. I'm just like, oh yeah. I I get it. It was it was like the final it was like, hey man, like thanks for coming and doing this twenty times, but you never need to do this again. Like here's the final answer. Like this is it. <laughs> this is this is what it is. And I, and like I said, it was like two years ago and I still just look back yeah. like wow. <laughs> That was that was wild. Like I, I, I no longer feel out of place with like, why am I here? What are we? What are, why? What are we doing here? Like, what is humanity? Like, what is life? What? What are stars? I just yeah. sit back and laugh and go like, ah, I saw it. Yeah. It was cool, but it wasn't that cool, you know. <laughs> It'll be cooler later. It's fine. It was here for the experiences, guys. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, no, I I love I love these people like Jessa Reed. I love all these topics of you know in, infinite Whoa. conscious and you know like the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've heard her speak about the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. I've been there. It just you know like I'm that was probably the third episode of hers that I listened to was her talking about the Akashic Records, and I'm like, oh, she's talking about the same place I went on that DMT trip that time. It's like, 
you know, you, you hear so many people go like, oh, yeah, I, I think I went to the Akashic Records when I went on my DMT trip last night. So it's just like now that I've experienced a lot of this stuff myself, I get to listen to these people and like I, I fully can just be like, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. So people like her, I mean, she's I'm like a huge, huge fan of her. I've actually I'm <laughs> glad you brought her up because I've actually like forgotten about her recently. So I need yeah. to get back in touch. I subscribe yeah. to so many damn people now. It's just lost in the <laughs> abyss. You try Sometimes, to be nice and subscribe. And, uh, I I get really like particular about my podcast, but um, and she like she's been inconsistent at best, of course. Um, but like she she took a you know a, long, a while off like between some pod some because uh, Awakening is the the one that she I think is currently doing like regularly at all. I wouldn't say regularly. I could I take that back. <laughs> but the one that she still updates from time to time. So on her regular. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I follow her on Instagram, so that's the only way that I get like any updates really on her. So and then you know, uh, it may update on the phone. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like I, I have some that I'm you know subscribed to on the iTunes, and um, those will always come up first because you know they probably pay for it i don't know whatever it I'm is subscribe to so many comedians that that is all i see is like podcast podcast podcast, podcast, podcast. yeah <laughs> i had a lot more that i listened to but it just it, they were a lot of comedians yeah. um and it just got to a point where it was like too much Wash. like shop talk and just too much like you know comedy or entertainment industry specific stuff and i'm just like uh, I don't relate to some of this stuff. Like, so I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's funny cause like, because like everybody has a podcast, right. Or I feel like it, like looking at people in the industry, like the entertainment industry, everybody there has a podcast. Right. So like, I actually got to a point cause I started this little thing in like 2019 and then I got to a point where I was like, Oh, but now everybody was, you know, especially COVID. Um, so I got a little intimidated for like a minute and then I was like, you know what though? I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to figure it out. So. Dude, honestly, I, it's, <laughs> I, I hate moments of feeling egotistic. I was about to say, I made my own little like saying, if you will, yeah. just cause I was in the Do same it. boat. I was in the same boat as, you know, I mean, I feel like most of us can relate where I say, like, we kind of hit a point where we're like, dude, I'm so tired of this life. I want a new mm. one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I started the music thing, that was definitely the goal was, like, I want a new life. Maybe music's it. And I I just started posting stuff. And, I would it, like, it happened so quick. Same thing. It happened so quick mm-hmm. where, like, all of a sudden I was getting messages from people like, hey, man, that, that little instrumental you posted last night. That actually, like, helped me sleep because I was having a rough night. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going, whoa, whoa, It's amazing. Whoa. Those little then, connections. Yeah, and then you get up to 1,000 followers. You get up to 2,000 followers. And you're like, wow, this is, well, it kind of hit me one day of, like, dude, there's there's 7, seven billion people and counting. Mm. Like, just put it out there. Dude, there's there's a million people like me. There's a million mm-hmm. people like you. There's mm-hmm. a million people like uh, Albie. Shout out to Albie. That was a great Yay. great episode. Um, but be yourself and just put it out there, man. Like yes. you're gonna form a crowd. Yes, absolutely. And if you're like, the just one, do it. if you're the one out of a hundred that doesn't have the anxiety to do it, 
Yeah. Those ninety nine become your fan. That's you know true. what I mean? Not in, not in like a simple sense, but in the grand well, scheme, of, you know what I mean? You got to be the one. There might be like one of them that's only doing it because they don't like you and they're jealous, I just, or I just you mean know, they you'll just end wish up with. They could do it. I don't know, but. I just mean you'll end up with 99 fans, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah, yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you just be yourself, dude, there's there's a million people like all of us, and, and a lot of people don't want to hear that. It sounds insulting, but it's like, dude, we're not that different. We're not I, that different. Yeah. Like, guys, we're all one. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude, stop it. We're not that different. No, we're not. And the sooner and... you realize that, the sooner you can be free and just go like, hey, look at me, yep. and I'm kind of cool. Yep. Like, it, and, is... and embrace what you like. I mean, yeah. which I mean, I was doing some of the embracing what I like, like before that, but like definitely when I, you know, was able to like, when I was introduced to Jessica Reed and then I could like, you know, wrap my head around what she was putting down. Um, it was just like, oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That all makes sense. And like, I mean, I not so I didn't actually watch my first grandfather pass away, but I've, I, I've heard accounts and, um, like right before he passed away, he was telling my mom, um, about the, the people in the corner in the, mm. the like upper corner yeah. of his room. My grandma and I'm pretty sure. He, yeah. He even referred to them as aliens. Um, you know, that they were talking to him and stuff and, and whatever, and this and that. And it's like, looking back on it, I was like, shoot, man, I wish, I knew what I know now then, because I was like 20-something, right? Early 20s. So I didn't know shit. And um, so I, just, I wish I would have been able to, like, have a conversation with him then and be like, yeah, tell me more, Grandpa. Like, what are, what are they <laughs> yeah, talking what are they about? Saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, is, is Grandma there? Is, can we get Grandma on the line? Like, what's up? <laughs> Abduct me. <laughs> Abduct me. <laughs> Tell them to pick me up at Yeah, noon. Like, come on, talk. I will be Let's, ready. What's going on? Yeah. And then um and then witnessing someone actually pass away, like that was intense. So, so. on a similar, it'll roll right off because it's the same mm-hmm. I mean, I had to sit with my dad through cancer and lose yeah. him to that. And were you I with him? To, uh to his credit, the day before I went down to see him and what was, what's pretty cool about the whole scenario is like, he actually died on my grandmother's birthday, which would be his mother. Mm -hmm. So the day before my grandmother's birthday, he, he goes, listen, don't come back. I'm like, what? He goes, don't come back tomorrow. He's like, this is it. He's like, just don't. I'm like, what? He's like, nope. He goes, you don't. He goes, if there's one thing that I ask of you, it's that you don't. He goes, I had to sit in the room with my mother when she, he goes, don't i don't want to ruin your life because it ruined mine so all right so cool thank you shout out yeah Um, (laughs) but so what i was getting at was i'm sitting there one day and i realized you know i don't really know what he believes you know talking about like this afterlife stuff and like you know your your grandfather had aliens there and stuff and going i don't i don't know what so i just look at him one day and i'm like do you and out of the blue, too. I know it hit him like a Mack truck. I just go, do uh-huh. you, do you like, do you know where you're going? Yeah. And he, he kind of looks over and he goes, what do you mean? And I said, like, like after this. And he goes, of course. And like, like a switch, you know what I mean? It was just one of those moments of clarity that was like, you know, and that's really all that matters is like what you believe in. Yeah. He knew in his head for 100% fact he was going yeah. to heaven to be with my sister, his, his mother, his father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those, like, 
it was the most powerful moment anybody could ever hand me was just mm -hmm. between that and just watching those last couple it, it was you, you mm -hmm. know like you're saying like you got to witness somebody die which you know you're like yeah. oh but but there's so much juice with that there's so much like power there's so much like holy shit this is reality this is this is real this is there's mm -hmm. so much insight to be had as well uh in those moments so i like i said the the juice of that was definitely just like he knew where he was going wasn't a shadow mm -hmm. of a doubt in his mind. I mean, hundred percent. It, it came out so quick. He knew, so it was like, and it made it so much easier for me. I just went, oh, and the relief was gone. Yeah, you know what? I, like, so, I mean, the relief was gone. The relief, the relief just came <laughs> in like a wave. Right. Yeah. Um, the worry. Yeah, and so it definitely that was another moment. Like, it also hit me too of like, maybe we need to like learn the art of this right here as well of like mm -hmm. having this conversation. Yes. But I definitely agree with that. It hit me. It hit me so hard realizing there's a lot of people that have no idea. Yeah, and then and there's a lot of people that get to the end and then they don't know how to talk about it still, and then they feel lonely and scared. Yeah, yeah. No, it was and, a huge. It was a huge yeah. like reality check of like, don't ever bite your tongue. You know what I mean? Like, right. Have, say the shit that people don't want to say, like be uncomfortable yeah. and like have the conversations that matter. Cause those are yep. the conversations that are uncomfortable. The ones that matter. Yep. It changed my I... life in a way that I'm just going, Oh my, why didn't I ask you this sooner? This is so uh, easy. I You're so know. happy right now. He was yep. so happy there. Yep. I was for weeks, all miserable. <laughs> I should have asked him sooner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, <laughs> you had to come to it. In your what own am parents? I doing? <laughs> Well, but that was your, so, so, and that wasn't long ago, right? Uh, four and a half years ago. Okay. Have you, have you felt like you've needed him since? Like, has he visited you? Oh, dude, for sure. Fuck yeah. yeah. He hasn't okay. visited me. I don't, I don't, oh. I've never, I've never had anything paranormal happen. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't not believe and I don't yeah. believe because I've never, I have no, nothing. I've heard stories from other people, but I didn't witness it, so... But yeah, I mean, I've definitely felt like I needed them. I mean, Jesus, that's my dad. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I don't know. So they, you know, that always kind of like happens, like kind of when it needs to. Like, um, so I lost a friend to cancer. She, um, she was 28 when she passed away, and it was somebody that I had known since high school. Um, so it was like I, you know, I watched this person go from you know this little awkward teenager to like this amazing person. And then cancer took her away from everybody. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot. And um, <laughs> let me get through this without crying. I swear to God. Um, it's okay. One night. Yeah, like, <laughs> we can cry what? together. I, I cried earlier. <laughs> I just didn't say it. <laughs> one night, um, a couple of years after she passed away, I was just really bad place. Really bad place in my life. Um, just really bad place. Missing her. And she came to me in a dream. And she was just like, you know what? It'll be all right. I'm still watching you, but, you know, it's just, it's different. And, you know, it'll be okay. And it was just, like, so reassuring. Yeah, see, I can relate on a sense of, like, I've never had anything paranormal happen, but I'm, I'm like, followed by numbers. Mm. I mean, years ago, this is probably like, this is what really sent me on like my biggest journey in life. I was, I was working in a warehouse like eight years ago or so. I just kept seeing the number 47 just everywhere 
all the time. I'd look at a yeah. series of numbers, and it was always there, and it just stuck out. And it literally got to every day, like, multiple <laughs> times, to the point where it got, it literally got overwhelming. I started yeah. to go, like, what it, so I literally Googled one day, like, why am I seeing the number 47? Yeah. Well, there's a whole website called, like, the number 47 club or something. It's very sure. familiar. A lot of people see it. Oh, sent me on this big journey of like why like what's with the numbers in the universe and like they're always here they're omnipresent there so i see numbers more than anything and like uh i don't know if i'm doing it correct i think most people would say i'm doing it wrong because you know numerology is laid out in a way that's like number one means this number two means that uh. but i live in a world where i tell everybody like make your own definition nobody can tell you mm -hmm. how anything makes you feel because they're not you. You know, it's like we're also told, like, the color blue makes you tired. Well, color blue doesn't make me tired. Yeah. I, I don't accept just, like, this is how this is. So I would start seeing numbers, man. And these numbers were, like, reoccurring in moments of, you know, thinking about my dad or thinking about this. Or uh, the big number with my dad was always 11. His number was always 11. He was a big athlete. His number was always, <laughs> so, you know, 11. It, it's mm -hmm. one of those, like anytime I'm thinking about him and I'm sad, that number will definitely show up and it's instant bliss of just like, that. Ah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, I know a lot of people can relate because I know there's many of us that go through it where it's like, I don't know, I have my own little connection and it's numbers. Mm -hmm. They just, they come through when they need to and it's like, do I think it's him? No, but it's related to him. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. I get the what? same message. It's yeah. the same message. Like, hey, yeah. the, the number, the number 47 to me is always there in a time of like, when I'm feeling like things won't be all right, the number 47 represents balance. It always comes in when I'm feeling off balance. Always. That's like the one number yeah. that I am like, okay, I accept that one. Like it definitely yeah. it brings me back. Every time I see that number, I'm starting to feel a little bit sad and I see it and I go, ha, silly me. It's always there. It's yeah. always there. So yeah. I've got a few of those. I've got, I've got a couple. I feel like every, everybody has a couple numbers. We just don't, it's whether you're going to notice them or not. Mm-hmm. Numbers don't Definitely. Lie. Like that's no, yeah. They're everywhere. Yep. It's very it's it's very weird too. Like it's <laughs> Yeah. Mine's fourteen. <laughs> My mother is thirteen, so yeah. So do you have like a do you have your own like definition of what fourteen is for you? Well, so fourteen is my birth date. So of course like it means birth life, um, you know, kind of, but almost even, yeah, joy, re but almost like regenerative too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, so it just, it's like your, it's yeah. like your 47. It comes in and kicks you yeah. when you need it. It's like, Hey man, mm -hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I mean, it makes me happy. I don't know. Like, I, and it, it's not just cause I don't know. Maybe it is cause it's my birthday, but I don't know. It just, it just makes me happy. Like just the number 14 makes me happy. Yeah, I feel like we all we all have one of those if we if we look for yeah. it. That's like the one thing I do encourage people. I've I've taught numerology to a lot of people and I'm like, dude, you just gotta find your numbers, man. They're always there. They're yeah. always there. And people come back to me within a month every time, like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a very it's a very fun subject. I love numerology because I've I'm yet to have one single person be like, That's stupid. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Mm -mm. It's actually uh, like so. It's it's like yeah. frighteningly real. It's so there. Mm -hmm. I encourage anybody that hears this to check out some numerology. It's it's fun. It's very fun as well. 
you start to yet again say it, go, it all goes back to the same thing of that like connectedness the one like mm-hmm. it's you really start to see you know there's no accident to like Mm-mm. there's no accident to anything at all no it all happens it makes it For so a reason. fun yeah it may like of course suck at the time or whatever but then like stuff happens later you look back on it and you're like oh Okay, and even like the little shit, you're like, oh, okay, that little thing back here had to happen in order for this thing to happen to push me here to make me want to move to Massachusetts or whatever, like um, <laughs> stuff like so that. So you just you just reminded me that I left out like a pretty cool detail about my dad's case there with the cancer mm. stuff. Um, you know, you, you were just talking about like you know we go through through bad moments, and I'm going, well that's still a perspective thing where like the power is still in your hand. It's just an art you really have to master. And mm. I mean, it's definitely not something I expect people to just like take the concept. And, oh, thanks dude. Thanks Jeff. Thanks for the <laughs> No, it's, it's like trial and error. You got to go through some yeah. shit and actually sit in those moments. And one of the really? coolest moments I ever actually did get to go through though, um, was sitting in the room with my dad that last day. Should yeah. be the worst, should be the worst moment of your life. You know what I mean? No. Should, should be. No. But what was cool about it was, it was he had the last actually moment. Well, I just mean like it should it's supposed to be like very sad and like you know, I Well but most people most it people can be observing sad but happy sad. Most people observing on the outside would definitely be like, Holy shit, man, that must have been so hard and I'm like, dude, we had the time of our life. Well yeah, was, but yeah. What was yeah. super cool about it was he had signed up for the ketamine treatment. Okay. Uh, they're doing trials up here in Maine with giving ketamine to people in different yeah. circumstances. So he was actually one of the first people to be put on the ketamine treatment. Dude, they put him on that damn ketamine. He literally melted into an infant. Like, he turned into an infant. I'm sitting there with him, hanging <laughs> out. And I'm sad. I'm I'm like, yeah. fuck, dude, this sucks so bad. I'm like, this is, yeah. oh my god. We had already had the talk of, like, don't, don't come back to him. Ugh. And all of a sudden, he turns into a toddler. And he's like, he's over there going, so I get up and I walk over and he's going, you see it? And he's got his finger pointed up and he's like rotating in a circle, um, a carousel. He's like, you see it? I'm like, see what? He goes, the the thingy, the star. I go, woo. And I'm like, what? And he goes, the the carousel. And I I couldn't see what he was seeing, but he was laying on his deathbed looking up at a carousel. Yeah. carousel sitting there and you know what i mean it just again of like holy shit <laughs> how fucking amazing it was how awesome it was to you know what i mean like that's that's some powerful shit to see like there was no pain was no suffering there it was yeah. just he was out of this world yeah and i know some people would probably have a problem with that like oh but i'm sitting there going holy shit this yeah. is best case scenario absolute best yeah. case scenario if you've never think, watched someone die, then you have no opinion. Exactly. <laughs> and so to, like, to see no like, deathbed watch, no opinion. Yeah, I mean, my grandmother's was not. My grandmother's wasn't that good. My grandmother, the last moment I saw my grandmother, she was actually like so deep into uh, dementia, she mm. thought she was being held hostage in a McDonald's by Japanese people. Oh. Yeah, That's so bad. her, yeah, she didn't have the ketamine treatment. You know what I mean? So yeah. I did get to witness a bad one, and then I got to witness, like, absolute best-case scenario, and it was just like, holy mm-hmm. shit. I got to witness ketamine treatment, which is, like, new. <laughs> you know, I'm just going, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> this is going to, this is so, like, this, 
this couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been better. Yeah. So it turned into like one of the most. Insane. He was two years old. Yeah. He's watching an imaginary carousel going, hee hee woo hoo, the star goes, whoo. Yeah. I'm sitting there imagining going, my kid what? like seeing a carousel and the, the joy and the, the, the squeals of delight. <laughs> that, that was his, tough. that was his last day. Yeah. I'm like, wow, we need to, I'm like, this is amazing. Yes, I approve. I approve. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we need to study the shit. Let's get, you know. So, yeah. Extremely positive. Extreme. It it was definitely hope. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, we're coming so far with, like, making this easier. Right. On, on me, yeah. on you, on him, on all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry to tear you up, but it, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I gotta go get my kids soon, so. Oh, and we've been talking for an hour and a half. Go hold that bundle of joy. He probably doesn't look at carousels <laughs> anymore, though. Um, <laughs> I don't know that he's... Ex- I know He has not experienced a carousel. I don't know that he's seen one in real life yet. So, maybe some... Hopefully someday. Oh, well, no, that was that was Caden. That was I guess before. I'm thinking of the wrong word. Mine I was, was thinking... Four. Car- a merry go well. There's I'm a merry go round or a carousel. Carousel, I think, are horses. Merry go round could be like any creature. I'm thinking of the thing that hangs over a crib and spins with oh, stuff hanging off it. Um, that's a mobile. A mobile. I don't know why it's a carousel. <laughs> well, either way, it was something that brought him joy. So, and... so yes, he was watching a mobile. That's what it was. <laughs> so that's what I meant to say was. I don't know if your kid still looks at a mobile. He did That's kind not. of a crib toy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't ever have a mobile. And he had, like, something that was supposed to go over the crib, but the crib that we have, like, it just didn't, like, cook on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But <laughs> so, and then, like, you know, like, I don't know. But, like, babies, like, little tiny babies, they really can't see anything much past their nose. Um, for the first few months, and so, you know, and then for me and my husband, like, we're, we're like, um, neurotic enough that, you know, we're looking at anything hanging over the crib as that could fall on our child. Get it out. Get it out. That's good, though. I'm not, yeah. I'm not mad at that. So, yeah, so it was just one of those. So, yeah, I'm going to, like, bury my face into his, like, stomach or something and blow raspberries on it because he finds out hilarious stuff. Dude, do you ever stop finding farts hilarious? No. Exactly. <laughs> They're always funny. Exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious when the baby does it. Like, are you kidding? Like, it's hilarious when you do it with your mouth on somebody's stomach. So yeah. you clearly have a good kid. Yeah. <laughs> Trying, man. Like from from birth, like I've done like little things, like um, like where did I change his diaper? Um, I get the clean diaper, and then I start, like, like whacking him on the head with it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the clean diaper on his little... And it's a diaper, like, and I'm just, like, gently, like... <laughs> and he finds it hilarious. Like, every, like it's been two years, and he still laughs. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. I had a funny to say, and now I forgot. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, do you trust anybody that doesn't find farts funny? No. It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like so there's some other right. like 
crude things that I might not agree with. Like, I, I don't really find like maybe like vomit stuff. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. Like, <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, not that like sometimes it is like a well placed whatever is it could be funny. But I'm just saying that like, but yeah, no, all farts always funny. <laughs> I guess we should clarify. It's never funny to fart on your friend. No, 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 I'm not, no, like, let's not, let's not talk any, randomly, like, pink eye potential situation. No, but, like, a random, you're out in public and somebody lets one fly and then looks embarrassed, yeah. that's hilarious every time. <laughs> if there's embarrassment with it, oh. No, you have to, like, then you have to, like, make a face and be like, I meant to do that. No, but I mean, if, some, if, if, like, there's any bit of embarrassment from one single person in that area, like, you've successfully, that's a funny fart. yeah always good times on that note we're just just killing time now yeah (laughs) all right i'm gonna go bury my face in my child and not in any gross way and yeah and tell everybody where they can find you uh full moon seeds co on instagram that's that's actually it i mean i have a backup full moon seeds co too but yeah whatever you have a website too don't you Mm, it's kind of I don't know I, oh, I okay. got a website through Square, but Square uh, doesn't really Square doesn't really support people sending souvenirs and stuff. So no, have you like does Wix work for that? I don't know I don't if know. it would. I, I don't, don't know because like I've only done it as like a service thing, um, but I know that they have like a merchandise option. But I don't know how they feel about this. It's kind of it's. I've been so busy with like I just harvested and replanted, yeah, yeah. so I just I, but that's like next to my list. I got to figure out a mm-hmm. website thing real soon. It's been a pain in the ass again with like if we could just get the federal vote to go through, dude, all this stuff would just end. I know it's bullshit, but I don't know. Like with the seeds, like because it's you know it, there's no THC in it, so it can't be federally elite regulated. So I don't know. Hope maybe Wix might work. I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. I mean, I'm really hoping I can just... I I don't even know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. One step at a time. It sucks when you have a website up and running and then you find out, like, nope, can't do that here. So, so yeah, no website, but... Well, I mean, I have a website. Fullmoonseedsco.com. It's still there, but... Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being on. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks, you too. And yeah, I'm going to stop. Oh my God, that was such a good conversation. Jeff is a great guy. And yeah, we we do talk frequently. And um, yeah, just, but I'm still blown away with how amazing that conversation is. So yeah. The song at the beginning is Good Day by my buddy Jay Nephilim. And uh, I left in the very beginning part, which I took off the very first time I, um, you know, used that song. Um, So this is the second time I've used it. I'm pretty sure that's my favorite song um, by Jay Nephilim. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be like my reoccurring opening one. Unless there's just something specific that I'm like, no, this song needs to be there. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy that that Good Day song. And uh, 
Let me know about the first like 30 seconds or so. The first time I did that, I left that part off um, and then just like kind of went like straight for the song. Like um, it was kind of like a little intro, but not like an intro. It's part of the song. Um, so maybe maybe I should leave it in. Maybe it's kind of fun. Just that kind of like trippy getting into the mindset. I don't know. But I especially felt that it was uh, good for, for this episode as well. So And um, I can also say that this has just been one of the best weeks that I've had in, in a while. Um, there, There's just, for a few reasons, I did two recordings. So Alondis and um, Jeff, I, you know, Alondis, I, we talked on Monday. And then Jeff, we talked on Tuesday. So... Um, that was really, it was really good. I was really glad that I was able to do that and get them done. Um, and just be able to, to, to do those recordings basically. Um, you know, have that, uh, creative, uh, outlet, so to speak going, like, it's just, it's amazing. Um, you know, it's one thing to talk to, to people online, which I do frequently, Um, you'll know if you follow me at, on, you know, my Miss G growing. Um, but it's just, it's another thing to have that like back and forth, you know, not necessarily even face to face, but on the, even like a phone call type of, you know, um, conversation. Like it's just, you know, it's just, it releases those good, good vibes, those good oxytocin probably. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that I got that done. Also, I got picked up, I got a sponsor. Um, yeah, a little, the Green Rush nutrients that I've been working with for a while. Um, I've been using them with my plants for at least uh, four, about four months now, I would say. Um, I finally got like a complete run done to the point of like even drying and curing. And oh my God, it, the Green Rush makes a difference. I swear to God, I'm not just saying that because they pay me to say that on sales. It really does make a difference. And I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't be endorsing this product if I didn't um, believe in the product, didn't believe in, you know, the ingredients, which is 100% organic. <laughs> Wink. Um, no, it's a really good product. It's a really good company. I really like working with them. Uh, they have other things available if you have a six inch uh, clip fan for your tent that you're trying to figure out how to get better, um, you know, more secured. Cause those little clip things fucking are bullshit. So they have a, they have a really easy to install, um, adapter, um, that you can take that clip up thing off and have it like, you know, for a, an adapter for like, a uh, the pole tent, you know, to, to put on the pole in your tent. One of these days I'm going to, you know, probably not be less awkward. (laughs) It is what it is, people. I have a video out. Um, I put it out on all the socials, um, Instagram, TikTok, (laughs) TikTok, um, and then the YouTube. (laughs) So you can easily find it there if you, um, you know, if you just go follow me. Miss She Growing. Um, yeah, so good stuff. They, like I said, they've decided to sponsor me because they're awesome (laughs) and I love them so much. Um, they're sending me, uh, which should, 
might be here by the time this out this podcast comes out might not but i'm getting a big old banner <laughs> my first thought was i'm gonna hang it over my kid's crib and then my second thought was oh then i won't be able to see it every time because my kid naps and stuff maybe i'll put it over my bed mr g will love that <laughs> Uh, he would he would be like hey, if you really want to do that then then we will do that and I support you I love you and you're beautiful <laughs> thank you honey <laughs> uh, see I don't even need to have him back on the podcast I'll just like fill in his parts just kidding uh, but seriously I might put it above my bed like on the ceiling too right so I can just kidding it's going over the headboard um i think that's all i have for this podcast oh my god how could i forget like it's just a great week i also got like a care package of seeds from gem seekers because he's amazing thank you um and yeah like i said best week in a long long time and yep so I hope you guys are having a decent week. Best week ever. It's a little, it's hard to reach for, right? But I hope you guys are doing well. And I can't wait to talk more and to have more wonderful guests. And yeah. All right. I love you, my little fudge pops. Later days. <laughs>